You're tuned in to Vocal Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago's only NPR music station. I'm your host, Biko. And as always, man, I bring you all a special guest. Special guest. Special guest with me. Special guest. You hear in the background. She goes by the name of Kalia X. How you feeling? I feel good. I got green on. I'm trying to manifest some coin. Ooh. You know? I, I didn't I just peeped that too. Yeah. Green. Trying to manifest some money. It's coming. It's on the it's way. Coming. It's in the mail. Because you, you also put, you know, when it comes to manifestation, you got to put that work in, too. Facts. And you've been putting that work Oh, my God. In. No, I have. And you know what's crazy? I just never... I'm really, like, into discipline and hard work and, like, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Self-improvement. Like, okay. I've been reading self-improvement books, I think, since I was a kid. I used to buy, like, uh, the little chicken soup for the soul books. I remember those. And they used to tell you how to, like, be a teenager and how to make proper decisions and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. And I've, I've just always been on that wave. So to see, like, but I was always diligent with, like, school and, like, mm. different stuff. I don't. I think this is the first time in my life I've been just going 2,000% with my, like, music, music career. career. So it's, like... It's interesting, um, the outcome of me actually putting in 2,000% instead mm-hmm. of 200. It's a difference. And you say you've been reading self-improvement books, so what are you looking yeah. to improve more upon yourself? Oh, um, currently? Yeah. I'm trying to build better systems and, like, really refine uh, what routine works the best for me. So I think that's just, like, a refinement or, like, an improvement upon that because I'm working really hard, but I haven't figured out how to um, just fit in all the pieces. And I'm trying to figure out whether balance is because, okay, I'm a Libra. Let me start there. Okay, and I'm always trying to get the skills. So I naturally <laughs> yeah. try to find balance in everything, but I'm trying to, I'm realizing like sometimes you're in seasons where things are out of balance and you just got to like live on a on the edge a little bit to, you know what I mean? Like everything is not going to be in perfect harmony and balance. So I think I'm trying to improve upon giving myself grace Mm -hmm. when things are out of whack and um, improve upon pivoting when things get difficult because I can get frustrated and irritated and I'd be like, things aren't going the way I planned ahead. So I'm really trying to just learn, okay, what's next? But you know, nothing really goes according to plan. I hate that. Me too. (laughs) So you, we got to plan from plan A to Z and A again. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'd be like, nope. With what with your pivoting point, have you seen any um, any changes lately, like with, within, you know, your character or yeah. some of the things you do? Yes. Um, especially when it comes to communicating with people and business wise, it's like sometimes things get miscommunicated. How can that be fixed? Sometimes somebody un- like understands something a certain way. OK, how can we, you know? work it out. I think when it comes to pivoting, it's less about things not going to plan and more about the people who are involved when things don't go according to plan. Ooh, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> you know, and speaking of pivoting, yeah. let's pivot on into some poetry because you have me in here snapping. You, you talking, you, you, you're talking that talk. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And if, if I'm not mistaken, is poetry like part of what influenced you to even dabble into music? Poetry and jazz and like live music, really like Neo Soul. My mom, she had me in jazz clubs real young. She told me like I was in jazz club when I was like two, two to three years old. Like she would sneak me in the jazz clubs with her. 
Because she, I mean, she was 25. Um, she was like, you know, her 20s. And she would just have me go to jazz clubs with her and like sit and listen to music. And I would just sit and listen and like spoken words and things like that. But also the music she would play would be like neo soul. So a lot of the music would be poetry based, like poetry, you know, like she would have Marsha Ambrose singing, but that's poetry that she would be doing, you know, on the mm-hmm. tracks. And then just neo soul music was very prevalent in my household with my mom. So um, naturally, I just grew up liking poetry a lot, listening to poetry a lot on YouTube. I was in poetry club in high school. Um, yeah, I love poetry. Yeah. Hearing you say that about your mother, uh-huh. is she musically inclined at all? My mom can't poetry? sing for nothing. Okay. But she's always loved music. She has great music taste. And she always was a collector of, like, CDs and vinyls and all those things. Um, She just loved music a lot. But also, my mom was dating a guy who was a rapper. Uh Uh-oh. Well, my dad. (laughs) And, like, he used to hang around, like, the Arrow in Chicago where, like, Common and No ID, like, you know, they're all, like, grew up together. So, naturally, when she started dating my dad, she was always a music lover, but when she started dating my dad, I think she got, like, really more into music. Um... Like on a deeper level, when she saw how it was created, and like when she was around the around it, around it, when the poetry, era, you know, like when poetry in Chicago, and neo soul and rap and hip hop in Chicago was kind of like brewing, and like at that time, with the '90s and 2000s, um, she was around for it. So I think she just was, you know, always appreciated the art and loved the art. Uh, yeah. So naturally, she was just appreciative of the of the art itself and I think just she just poured all of her love into the for arts into me. It's Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM. I'm your host Beat and you're listening to my conversation with R&B singer songwriter Kalia X. How's you and your, your father's relationship in in a way? Do you do you feel like I see the cough is down? Oh, no, no, no. I got some tea. I got some tea in my throat. No shade. Hey, hey, look, you fit to spill some tea. Okay, got you. <laughs> but uh, like hearing that he also is part of music, do yeah. you feel like he's also part of a, a, a influence to you? Yes, I really feel like I'm part of a legacy when it comes to my dad. Uh, my mom, like, both of them, but my dad specifically because, like, he had an album out. You know, he dropped the album, and, like, you know, he worked um, in music for a long time in Chicago. And, like, him and O.D. and Ye were, like, all friends. I didn't know this until I got older, though. Like, this is stuff I didn't know about my dad until I got older. Like, I'm going to say about, like, two, three years ago. Really until the documentary dropped, and I saw his, like, he's in the documentary. What, what, what are we talking about? Genius documentary? Yeah, like, no, like, when Ye, he dropped the documentary on Netflix. Yeah, genius. He's in there. I had no idea that that's like what the type of life he was living before I was like born. And like, um, I remember like he would tell me like, oh, like, you know, I was in music and stuff or whatever. But, you know, they're your parents. You don't be thinking like, oh, I was there. Yeah. All right. You, you was with, hanging out with you. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? And at that time, Ye was still growing. He yeah, was becoming he was who 20s, he is now. In his 20s. He wasn't even like sign or like pop yet at all so this is like all the beginning stages like real a part of history and I, I do I think like I'm part of a legacy in that aspect so yeah I love my pop what's a piece of advice he's gave you that you know you, you, you take with you <laughs> oh he always tells me to like trust my gut <laughs> that was just like the first thing like trust your gut trust your vision and um he says discernment is really important because he said um it's a lot of people who won't understand what you're doing or what you're trying to do and you have a lot of, like, opinions thrown at you, telling you who you are, what to say, what to sound like. He basically just always told me, like, be sure. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing something, you could, like, accept advice, but do it because it's what you want to do and what you want to say. Um, first, he was like, just figure out who you are first. 
And I think where a lot of people get lost in the industry in general is that they don't know who they are. So they start to assume identities from other people, what they think. Speaking of identity. Okay. You know, yeah, go and sip your tea. (laughs) (laughs) Where did the name... Well, where did you, when did you start identifying the Chicago's princess? Oh, that is a good question. I'm trying to think about the first time I even thought, like, that's what I, that's who I am. Really? After I sang the national anthem, I was like, it is what it is at this point. I think that's when, I don't remember the first time I, like, said it or assumed the identity, but I do think after I sang the national anthem at the Bulls game, yeah, I was like, well... I might as well be. And now I'm just like trying to collect the arenas, like the national anthem sports arenas, like Infinity Stones. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get all of them. I'm trying to do every 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 sport in Chicago. You've hit a lot of stages. Yeah. I mean, you 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 yeah, yeah. That's how I actually got introduced to you was on a stage. You was we was at Shubas. Yeah. Um, got a chance to check out Zay France. You opened up for him. Yeah. Um, and man, your performance was crazy. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> that made me blush or nothing. <laughs> like, go ahead, get your blush on. This is this is facts, okay? Wow, thank you. Uh your performance it is very captivating. Um yeah. and it it struck my attention. As soon as you got off stage, I'm like, hey, hey, uh whoa. whoa. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but out of all these stages that you've touched, what would you say is your most memorable stage you've touched? Because you also traveled to New York mm-hmm. and did a show out of town. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my most memorable performance, I have two. And it's not like of me being older. It's when I was a kid. Okay. I performed at the the Dusabi Museum was my first performance, and I like it was a competition, and I won. I was like eleven. I won five hundred dollars. Oh, what? Yeah, that was my very first performance. I was like, oh, I could do this for real, and like make a little money or something. Like <laughs> five hundred back then. That was you know, nice amount of yeah. Money. I mean, for an eleven year old, I mean, of course, my mama had to take a fee because <laughs> she wasn't gonna give me all of the money. But yeah, that that one was like when I was like, yeah, I want to do this for real, and I think I'd be good at it, and I think I want to just do it. And then um, when I was like thirteen, I performed at the Showtime at Apollo when I was like thirteen. Out of New York. Uh huh. So that performance you recently had was not the first performance out of New York. No, but I had forgot about it until my grandma, I was like, oh, like, you know, my first show in New York. My grandma was like, no, it's not. I think I just, like, blocked out. You know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that memory. But, yeah, no, it wasn't the first time. When I did the Showtime at Apollo when I was, like, 13, I was in a pageant. And uh, I used to do pageants, like, when I was younger. And um, we, like, traveled. We had, like, a travel team. And we would travel. We went to, like, L.A. And then we went to New York. This is so crazy because, like, it's coming back it's coming back so everybody know who's who her is mm-hmm. but she was gabby gabrielle wilson when she was younger and being her she's only a year older than me but now that like i'm recalling the memory and my grandma showed me pictures we were both there so we were in the pageant we weren't in the same program but i performed at the showtime apollo and like you can't boo kids off the stage so like they let the kids go and then they have like the real show it's like the pre-show so it's not like you know the adults can really do anything it's just like for kids to showcase their talent so i had when another young lady i don't remember who she was and gabby wilson went but now she's known as her but i didn't know what was going on and like the memory was very foggy because i i don't know why i just didn't remember it and then yeah like that was my first time it hit me when i was talking 
talking to my grandma about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She was like, no, Kalia, like, this is actually what happened. Show me proof. I feel like the show in New York that I did recently, though, was the reason why I felt like it was my first show. So far, I'm thankful for so far because, you know, they give artists platforms, mm-hmm. um, smaller artists, independent artists to go around like different places and perform and even in the city. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, so grateful for them. I think it was like I headlined it. And it was, like, with a, a major, like, platform that I wanted to work with. It felt like it was a manifestation I was working for a long time. And then I had, like, my mom and, like, my team with me there, too. So maybe that's why I felt like it was my, like, real first show. But not to discount the other experiences. Yeah, because you have a lot. You have a lot of experiences. Yeah. You're tuned in to Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Beat Go, and I'm speaking with Chicago singer-songwriter, Kalia X. You have a show. I have a show this Saturday yes. at Shuba's. These days, Chicago artists to watch. Wham, wham. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, let's talk about that because yeah. um, these days profiled you. Yeah. K.O. Uh-huh. Guyan, uh, what's her last name? Guyan Cannon. Guyan Cannon, thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. And uh, my homie D2X. Yeah. Um, Crazy lineup. Like, what was that like for you uh, experiencing that type of promotion slash community amongst each yeah. other. Yeah. Let me tell you something about these days. I've been trying to get on these days Chicago artists to watch for three years. Like three to four years. That's I used to be in their DMs like, I would love to be featured. I'm a fan of y'all. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I was a fan in general. But of course I would love to be featured. I feel like everything happened in divine timing. Where I am right now in my career, the music I'm making, the buzz that I'm creating, Everything happened the way it was supposed to. So being a part of that community, being on the set, being with other artists in Chicago, it was, I have to say, one of the most cherished experiences. Because I'm like, double XL, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that freshman classes and all that stuff? This was just really important to me because it's like Chicago artists don't get, you know what I mean? the acknowledgement as they should and it's just so many so much talent and it's just so nice to see a publication like these days give intention and love and press and write-ups and like real magazine you know what I mean type of feature to Chicago artists who are independent or sign or just you know doing it themselves and putting in the work and um I have to say that I'm just grateful it was beautiful it was like all of y'all's all of, all of y'all's commentary, the photo shoots. I say this, the colors, the, from the colors to the artists, it was beautiful to see. It was legit. Yeah, that, that I'm like, yeah, they, they snap with that. I'm popping out to the show Saturday. Word? You know, I mean, let people know how they could, how they could pop out too. Yes. So, um, please go to, okay, there will be some tickets at the door, but, you know, pre-sale is always nice. So go to um, Shubas.com. I think it's ilshubas.com, and you should see us on the calendar, or you can search these days Chicago Artists to Watch. Um, or even put it in Google, it should come up, too, and you can purchase tickets online or at the door. It is Saturday. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Um, but I do, I am doing a giveaway for tickets. Um, and all you have to do is the first step would be to create a reel with what's my name as the sound and then (laughs) and then you have to just tag you know tag me and a friend um and that's it and we'll just choose you know whichever reel we feel was best was most most intentional and that's all you have to do and then you'll receive a free ticket you there 
You yeah. there. It's going down this Saturday at Shuba's. I think, what, Doors is at 7? Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Can you say that line up for people one more time? So we have KO, D2X, Ganyun Cannon, and Kalia X performing at Shuba's this Saturday. Doors open at 7 p.m. You know, we were just talking about, you know, you performing and uh, one of your favorite, you know, some of your favorite memories of performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out that you performed a couple of times in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you're still currently an independent artist, uh, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, but would you even tap into inking a deal if it came your way? If it was the right deal, yeah. So what's the right deal for, for Kalia? I want to le- earn all my master's in publishing. I think, um, yeah. I want to I want to own all my masters in publishing and uh I don't want just like I want to make sure like the splits are good, you know, like percentage-wise. Um I also want to make sure I have like certain amount of albums that I that I'm doing. A lot of deals go to like 4 to 6 albums. Mm-hmm. Um I think my ideal album deal would be 3. Ooh. But and you and if I'm not mistaken, you don't have an album out yet. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 50K for a verse. No nope. album out. No. <laughs> no. Well, no, yeah. What's the, I mean, is there a reason behind why you why you haven't? First of all, let me state that I love albums. I'm a project girl. Like, when I listen to artists, I listen to their bodies of work. I am not a single type of, like, person. I really enjoy, like, bodies of work. And, um... I have enough music in my catalog for an album, but it's not ready to be an album. Like, it's not cohesive. It don't tell a story. I don't feel that it flows, you know what I mean, the right way. Um, I want to have—I feel like there's more that I want for my first album. Okay. And it's just not together. And I was, like, thinking about it, like, well, you don't have to be so much of a perfectionist about it because that can get in the way of you, like, wanting it to be so perfect that you never drop an album. That's really not the case. It's just that I feel that I, it's just not there yet. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to throw something together because I don't have one out. What is it that you feel you are missing to complete a full body of work for your supporters? I want my album to tell a story. That's really what it is. I just wanted to tell a story. If I drop an album, I need it to feel like it's a body of work and you can like get through it and it tells a story and it's all of me in it. Mm-hmm. I haven't created a project where I feel like all of me is in this project. Take it, like hate it or love it. I don't feel like that. So I feel like it's not album ready. But I wanted to say, how did you know your EP was complete just for the summer? Okay, two things with that one. That one was really just fun to make. It was so much fun. It was like, yeah, this is fun. And the songs kind of flow together, and it tells a slight story, so let's just do it. Me and my tough engineer, we was in the studio all the time. We made these songs, and I was like, yeah, this is real fun. We having a blast. Silly Games was the first song we ever made together, and it was magic. So I was like, let's just make more songs, and then let's drop an EP. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And then we just did it. And I know that was that wasn't too long ago. That was like a, about a year. Yeah, about year. A year. Yeah. But a lot can happen in a year. Yeah. A lot of changes can happen in a year. Uh-huh. So how do you feel your sound has changed since releasing uh your EP? It's changed a lot. Just for the summer is very much just like neo soul based, I would say. And I didn't have like a set producer on that track. Those are all like beats I bought from Beat Stars. So it's like a range of producer. Yeah, I bought I mean, producers deserve to get paid. I don't really believe in ripping people off. That's not a thing. Even my team members, like, I'm like, this is what I can pay, but y'all gonna get something. 
<laughs> you know, everybody deserves to get paid for a job. If I'm doing something, I'm singing. Where the money? Yeah. Yeah. People no, got I bills and lives. Like, I feel like even if you could pay somebody $25, offer something. They'll just be like, can you just do it for free? I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people face that. Yeah. But as an independent artist, yeah. do you feel that's, that's one of the challenges that you face? Yes. Hell, can we create? Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hell yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, to really execute your vision the way that you want to execute it, it does take money. And it's not because, like, you know, you can take the cheap way out, but it's going to sound cheap. I'm a person of quality. So I'd be like, how can I get the best quality for what's in my budget for right now? Or, you know, you know, like what I can do with it. And it's definitely difficult because I do like to pay people wages and I do like to, you know, have people do their best work. But also I just learned that when you pay people, they actually feel that their work was worth it. And if they enjoy working with you, it makes it all the worth the while. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I like working with them. They respect me and they pay me. It's not as much, but they're at least showing that, you know, my time is valued. It makes the people stick around longer, so pay your people. You're listening to Vocalo, 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Biko, and I'm speaking with Chicago singer-songwriter, Kalia X. What influence did you pull from Alicia Keys's <laughs> You Don't Know My Name? If any, if any, you know. Um, R&B staple track, R&B song. Everybody know, like, hello, can I speak to Michael? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody know Alicia Keys' You Don't Know My Name. For this song, I think the way that, like, the beat was made and, like, you know, the vibe of, um, like, how Rai Rai made me feel, but it had, like, the sample piece in there. I was like, I wonder how I could do my own spin on it. And at the time, I didn't feel like making a love song. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to talk my sh on this song, you know, and, like, introduce myself because Silly Games has, like, a little attitude on it, but just for the summers, we're, like, lovey-dovey and soft and, like, I need, you know, like, one side of me. But what's my name was, like, the X side of me. Like, I don't really play around, you know what I'm saying? I'm stepping into myself. I'm being bold. I'm saying what I want to say. I don't care who like it, who don't. And I just decided to take that spin off on it and just say what I wanted to say and have fun. The first time I heard it was when you performed it at Shuba's. Wow. Um, for, oh, yeah, because yeah, it wasn't you, out yet. Yep, yeah, it wasn't out yeah. yet. Yeah. And from the production to, of course, your vocals, I'm like, this is this is how you do that. Thank you. And, and then hearing the story about your father being yeah. around Kanye. Yeah. And then you redoing a track that Kanye helped produce. Oh, he, Yes, he helped produce that record. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, a divine <laughs> alignment. That's the thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. I didn't even... I didn't, but God works in mysterious yep. ways for he, sure. He helped produce so much. And we almost like, had 100K. I said, it. Yeah, you, you are. That's crazy. And then I heard you say um, you wanted this record to be more so like the bold you. Yeah. Because, that, you know, you said you wanted it to be the X. Yeah. And you, so you see your, your name, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Um, what does your name uh, derive from? So <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I read the autobiography of Michael Mix. And we all know the contents of that. Uh, uh, of that. Well, if you don't, it's just how um, you know how like Black Americans, our last name aren't really ours. It's just the identity we had to assume, you know, with slavery. And um, at first, I was like all radical, and I was like reading a whole bunch of like you know Black empowerment books, and I was like, I'm wearing an afro, I'm doing all this. It was like a whole thing. But then um, after I like grew and like read more, I realized like, well, why was I so attracted to X in the first place? Like it was. 
it looked cool to me. It was the first thing. It's not, it doesn't really fit in the alphabet. It like stands out, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I realized I was like, hmm, well, Kalia's the softer side of me and X is everything I aspire to be, mm-hmm. which is, you know, bold, fearless, strong. Um, yeah. So I was like, why not just make it my name? Two sides of me in one. Has people messed your name up? Kalia, Kayla. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how they get Kalia. I don't know. Kalia, Kayla, mostly. I get Kayla a lot. Kila, Kila, Kila. Yeah, I get that a lot. Well, I know with this record, they going to know how to say it. What's my name? <laughs> hey, turn up. I mean, you got to let people know how they can follow you. That way they yeah. can stay in tune. And, um, you know, just follow your moves and see what's upcoming for you because... I would actually like to know what what you got in store in the future. Yeah, so you can follow me on all platforms at Kalia underscore X, K-H-A-L-I-Y-A-H underscore X. Again, K-H-A-L-I-Y-A-H underscore X. Uh, Yeah, follow me on all platforms, even YouTube. I do vlogs sometimes to talk about. And covers. And covers. Vlogs and covers. What's the next cover? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give you one. you going to give me one? Alicia Keys. Uh, Alicia Keys? <laughs> you got a recommendation? I'm, I'm going to find some. I'm taking Rex. I'm going to find some. I'm taking Rex. <laughs> uh, I won't tell. You're going to die with your secrets. There you go. <laughs> Look, you done, you done found it. Look, you, <laughs> that's, that's the one I'm going to recommend right there. Uh, I mean, but yeah, is there a future project in the works before we get into this, this, this single? It's definitely a future project. Okay. I, I don't have a day for y'all, though. Oh, ain't, as long as we know a future project is coming, a body of work is coming, Chicago A body of work world. is coming. You got to introduce your single for the world uh, before I get into oh. it. This is Kalia X, and you are now about to listen to my new single, What's My Name, out on all streaming platforms. Help me get to 100K, y'all, because we're going up. I'm always stuck with a man who got potential. 